Are you, like pretty much every parent of younger kids I know, looking for a smart entertainment option for your kids? Designed for kids ages 6 and up, Mysteries About True Histories, also known as Math, How Smart Is That?, is a weekly podcast full of time travel, puzzles, hidden equations, history, and humor. And while kids will enjoy the stories anchored around characters like troublesome trolls, pirate queens, and mysterious aunts, adults can benefit too. I admittedly delighted in learning a thing or two about Pythagoras and triangles in one episode. Every episode follows two best friends, Max and Molly, who work together to solve riddles and math equations during their time-traveling adventures. The series explores themes like the stories behind math, critical thinking, code-breaking, pattern-solving, and more, all weaving humor in with education to make learning fun. Episodes drop every Thursday and are about 15 minutes long, a great length for transition times during the day or a bedtime treat. So tune in to Mysteries About True Histories with your kids. You can follow and listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your pods. Welcome to Edit Your Life, a podcast to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. Through episodes with me, your host, Christine Coe, and a range of super smart, compassionate, and thoughtful guests, you will come away with big picture insights and practical ways to declutter your home, schedule, and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. I have always believed that small moments and actions matter tremendously. My goal is to help you find agency and space in your life through doable baby steps that will leave you feeling accomplished instead of overwhelmed. Hello, friends someone who feels pretty good at small moments of self-care. For example, my 15 to 20 minute a day yoga practices. In fact, I did a whole episode called Tiny Moments of Self-Love, but I definitely get stuck and I'm actually quite stubborn. (laughs) And I definitely have issues related to healthcare, especially when it involves using the telephone. So I have been sharing a lot about my journey with pain on Instagram, but I know people aren't always on social, and I think this is a really important conversation to have here. So here we are. And ultimately, the reason I want to share is that I hope it will move you to take care of yourself. Certainly, as I've been sharing things on Instagram, people have said that it has helped them find agency to make a phone call or do whatever they need to do to take a next step. So that's why I want to have the conversation here. So as background, if you're new to the show or if you haven't heard me talk about it previously on the show, which I know I've talked about it with Asha a bit. I have been living with shoulder pain for so long, I can't actually remember when it started. It was definitely before the pandemic, and I think it was a while before the pandemic. So let's say that means it's been a minimum of two and a half years, but possibly closer to four to five years, which is kind of ridiculous. And it has definitely gotten worse in times of stress. So my response has been like, oh, okay, well, why don't I just work on my stress management? And I have avoided physical therapy because it just felt like another thing to do. Time is precious, obviously, and I don't like making phone calls and it just felt hard. Also, 
Our deductible, we pay our own insurance. My husband and I are both independent business people. The deductible is terrible and really high. (laughs) And I just felt like, "Mm, not worth it. Which I should note translates to me basically saying that my living pain-free was not worth it. And then the other thing really is that there were days when the pain wouldn't be too bad. So I would think, "Mm, maybe I'm on the verge of like, coming through this and everything is going to be okay. So the backstory on the healthcare side of this last summer, last July, about a year and a half into the pandemic, I was on a mission to take care of all of those overdue appointments that stacked up during the pandemic. Not surprisingly, I started with my kids and their needs to catch up on things And then I did eventually move on to myself, and I really felt like I deserved a medal, quite frankly, because I took care of my overdue dental, I took care of an eye exam because I definitely needed progressives, I finally saw my PCP, and I'll be frank that seeing my PCP, I was mostly motivated because I received one of those letters that said, oh, hi, you signed up for your PCP like three years ago and you've never seen her. So if you don't come in, you're done. (laughs) Hey, whatever it takes, I made the appointment and I went in and she is lovely. However, I was seriously bummed when that visit in July resulted in three to four referrals for extra blood work and for physical therapy. And I don't even remember what the other things were, but I was like, wait a second, hold up. I just finished doing all of this adulting and I was about to give myself a medal. (laughs) And now there are more things to take care of. So I was like, nope, cannot deal. Stuck all the slips in a pile on my desk. Life is very humbling. So one of those slips, as I mentioned, was for physical therapy. And a couple months ago in March, I had a visit with my body worker, my massage therapist. And I will say one thing I was really proactive about at the beginning of this year was I said, you know what? I work my ass off. I am going to treat myself to a massage session once a month. I really need this. My shoulder really hurts. I'm really stressed out. I got to do this. So I did. I set it up. So as I've seen my massage therapist over time, she has definitely been like, hmm, I think you should really get some treatment for that shoulder. This would be good here. We're doing this right now and you need more. And I've been like, yeah, yeah, okay, I'll do it. So in March, she finally said, Christine, you really need to go to physical therapy. It's time. And I was like, okay. So in March, I dug up the referral out of the stack in my office and I went through an excruciating series of phone calls where there was dispute about whether the referral was still valid. My PCP's office said yes. The physical therapy office said no. And then no one was picking up the phone. And in my frustration, I gave up without booking an appointment. I kept ignoring the problem over the next few weeks. (laughs) And then I saw that I had another appointment. So now we're like almost a month forward here. So I saw I had another appointment coming up with my massage therapist. And I was like, oh my goodness, I cannot go back and tell her I haven't booked this appointment yet. So that was the motivation I needed to go through the hoops of signing up through the health portal, connecting with my PCP, 
getting a renewed referral, and finally booking my physical therapy evaluation. And I'm going to share the story of what happened and what I've learned after we take a quick break. Understood is a resource I have recommended for many years to parents looking for support with learning and thinking differences such as ADHD, dyslexia, and more. And I'm subsequently excited to tell you about their podcast, Understood Explains. This season, the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert Juliana Urtube, and it's all about how to navigate individual education plans, also known as IEPs. They cover topics such as how to tell if your child needs an IEP, common myths about special education, and the difference between IEPs and 504 plans. I love how Understood Explains breaks down the overwhelm by unpacking an important topic each season and then drilling down further into key basics in each episode. Most episodes are between 10 to 15 minutes, and episodes are available in both English and Spanish. So fantastic, right? To listen to Understood Explains, search for Understood Explains in your podcast app. That's Understood Explains wherever you get your podcasts. Lynn, this time of year, parenting can be such a fluster clucks. You've come to the right place. I'm Lynn Lyons, and I've been treating anxious families for over 30 years. I'm Lynn's sister-in-law and co-host Robin Hudson. Join us for Fluster Clucks, a podcast for parents who worry. Wait, that's everybody. Yeah, these last few years have felt like one long anxiety attack for so many. Why do you think parents are always surprised that a podcast about anxiety relates to them, even if no one in their house has an anxiety disorder? Well, worry is human. Everyone does it. And anxiety shows up when we face uncertainty. All the parenting tips you've taught me have been essential. I love to break it down into skills we need to manage worry in our families. We've covered so many topics, depression, burnout, meltdowns, perfectionism. Don't forget scary mothers-in-law. Right, but of course that's not my mother-in-law. Because that's my mother. And a listener. As a psychotherapist, I like to teach parents and kids how to respond to everyday moments in healthy ways. Managing anxiety really can be taught. It really can. And I'll even tell you what to say. We talk about serious stuff, but without being too serious. Anxiety wants everything serious. Anxiety doesn't stand a chance when we're laughing, even about the tough stuff. Okay, friends, we're back. We're talking about self-care for stubborn people. (laughs) So I want to tell you what happened when I went for my evaluation. It was April 1st and I cried and (laughs) I didn't cry until the end or almost the end. And maybe a tiny bit of this was relief over finally starting the process. I also felt like fate landed me with the one woman of color physical therapist. All of the other physical therapists I saw were white dudes And then also the top half of my physical therapist's face totally reminded me of Asha. So I was like, oh my gosh, Asha's here in like some spiritual form. It was really wild. But really the big issue was that through this evaluation, I was reminded repeatedly that I need support. Generally, yes. But the thing that blew my mind was that I learned that Even the way I sit at my desk all day is on high alert and unsupported, like I bought an ergonomic chair this year and wasn't even using it right. And then I learned that the way I sleep at night requires more bolstering and support. And as my physical therapist talked and gave me next steps, she didn't say I was broken and beyond repair. 
She did not say I needed to stop playing tennis, which I was really terrified she was going to say. And I could feel the tears pricking the backs of my eyes. And I just kind of thought to myself, okay, hold it together, hold it together. And at the end of our direct work, she asked if I had time for heat treatment. And without even looking at the clock, which normally I'm always looking at the clock, I said yes. (laughs) And she prepped the table. I laid on my back. She set a timer for, actually it was funny because she said, I'm going to set a timer for 10 minutes. And then she said, oops, I accidentally sent it for 12 minutes. So just lie here for 12. I feel like she kind of knew me and knew I needed those extra two minutes. But I lay there on my back with the heat under my neck and support and a giant block under my legs so they could rest at a 90 degree angle. And I just surrendered and I just cried. (laughs) Just thinking about it makes me a little teary right now. And I realized that it's just been so hard for me. I've been financially on my own since age 18. After my first year of college, my parents said they couldn't support me anymore. So I've just been aggressively tuned since I was 18 to holding everything together for myself and then for people around me as I grew a family. And it has taken a long time to finally allow myself to be supported. So I next want to share what happened over the course of the next month. I have found, not a surprise actually, that I'm very responsive to homework as an adult. I put physical therapy in my to-do app as a recurring daily item. That's very helpful. And I added comment notes for all the exercises that we did in each session. And I mentioned this in my episode on listening habits and fresh finds, but my physical therapist also bossed me into getting earbuds so that I could move as many Zoom calls as possible, video calls to the phone so I could move around and stretch. And that has been a game changer. So here's the wild thing. I did not expect this to be the case, but only one week into physical therapy, for the first time in years when I was doing yoga and was doing that thread the needle twist where you've got one arm up in the air and the other threading the needle under your opposite arm, my right shoulder did not hurt when I extended my right hand to the sky. Usually I approach this posture with a really big anticipatory grimace. And I was in the position thinking, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, it doesn't hurt. (laughs) It was wild. Obviously, there have been some setbacks. I got a cold, and so that kind of seized things up. And then when the SCOTUS leak broke, my entire body seized up. But generally speaking, things have been, you know, progressing slowly and well. And after a month, I graduated, I'm using air quotes, in the sense that my physical therapist was like, you know what, you know what you need to do. You are clearly good at doing homework. And really that, she said, is the hardest part of physical therapy is getting people to do the homework. So she said, I had the tools to take my shoulder the rest of the way to full recovery. And she joked that I didn't need her anymore. And I said, well, my husband would beg to differ. And we decided to check in in two to three weeks. And meanwhile, my job is to keep doing my homework. So by the time this episode airs, it'll be around the time when I'm going back for my check-in with her. So I've learned a lot in this process. Not surprisingly, the big thing 
maybe more of a reminder than a learning since I'm all about the small moments. But those small moments are everything. And feeling those positive micro moments of relief and progress, I just wanted to weep and I felt so grateful. Regarding the homework, I have written everything in my to-do app, as I mentioned. I think that's been super important. And the time I spend on the homework, it's really only maybe 10 to 15 minutes maximum on dedicated physical therapy time. What I usually do is at 7 a.m., like when I start my day, I do 15 or 20 minutes of yoga, and then I'll do either integrate my PT into that practice or I'll tag on an extra five or 10 minutes of, of weights or resistance bands or whatever the exercises are. But really, otherwise, it's all about sort of checking in with my body through the day, stretching while I'm on phone calls, stretching through the day, often while I'm in my chair working. And at night, I sit on the couch with my heating pad on my lower back and my little rotating shiatsu back massager on my upper back. And it's kind of amazing. I will link both of those things up in the show notes because I spend a lot of time with them. I'm Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. (laughs) Well, you're Amy more of a we were supposed to leave 35 seconds ago, mom. I mean, touche. In each episode of What Fresh Hell, we come at a topic from our usually completely opposite perspectives. I bring the research. And I bring kind of the gimlet eye. Like, is that research really going to work, people? And almost 10 million downloads later, we're still laughing. We also talk to experts in the parenting field, plus parents with stories we can all learn from. We make each other laugh, we challenge each other's assumptions, and we have what we think is the best parenting community on the internet. Check out What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood wherever you listen to podcasts. If you like this show, there's a decent chance you'll also enjoy The Shameless Mom Academy. Hi, I'm Sarah Dean, the founder and host of The Shameless Mom Academy. The Shameless Mom Academy is a podcast for moms that centers moms more than it centers your kids. I'm not going to teach you how to make baby food or how to make your three-year-old or 13-year-old stop having tantrums. Instead, I'm going to bring you back to yourself. For the last 20 years, I've been helping moms through growth and transformation. Inside the Shameless Mom Academy, I help you identify who you are and who you are becoming. Look, motherhood is hard. It brought me to my knees many times and sometimes still does. Returning to who I am and who I am becoming allows me to decide how to show up in all those sticky motherhood moments, but also in all my other relationships and in all the ways I show up in my various communities. So come check out the Shameless Mom Academy wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm willing to bet you'll leave feeling a little inspired and maybe even completely fired up. And you'll probably laugh a few times because I promise we never take ourselves too seriously over here. With 700 episodes to choose from, you're likely going to find something that sparks and speaks to you inside the Shameless Mom Academy. The second thing that I've learned is, especially when you're stubborn, you've got to disrupt that narrative and just get over yourself. And the data are telling. It took a total of six visits in 27 days to start to solve a problem that has been bothering me for possibly a half decade. 
That is absolutely ridiculous. (laughs) Another thing I was reminded of in this process is that regular practices, even if they're very small, can be really helpful. So I think regular listeners of this podcast know that I've been doing yoga for a long time. Not a huge amount as far as time during the day. I usually only have time for maybe a 15 to 20 minute practice in the morning. I do this most mornings, but because of this regularity, this is where I've been able to notice the change. So as I mentioned, you know, I was able to thread the needle after one week and have no pain on that right side. And then two weeks ago, I was able to touch my hands together in eagle arms with the right side underneath, which I haven't done in ages. And my mind was blown, just absolutely blown. Another thing is that I don't think I really mentioned this at the beginning, but while I was delaying on physical therapy, you know, I went to Dr. Google. (laughs) I tried to just cheat my way out of it and see if I could just get the solutions I needed online. And I'm not knocking that stuff. Like those solutions are important. And sometimes that's all one can have access to. And none of it helped me because what I really needed was someone to actually put their hands on me, have me take pictures of myself sitting in my office at my chair, talk to me about how I sleep, just have a customized approach and really understand me personally exactly in order to figure out what I needed. Okay, my last point is that our kids see everything. Both of my kids were thrilled when I graduated and reported that I wouldn't need to go to appointments once or twice a week. They knew that was a big deal for me. But Violet, my 11-year-old, said, Mom, you need to stop focusing so much on everyone else if it means that you don't care for yourself. Out of the mouth of babes, like, what do I say to that, right? (laughs) So it's true. This is it. So for my Your Next Edit, I want you to absorb the message that you only have one body. You need to take care of yourself. Please don't be as stubborn as I have been. And your body deserves your love and support. The practical side of that Your Next Edit is to take the very first step in taking care of yourself. It might be booking a long overdue appointment. It might be asking for word of mouth recommendations if you're still looking for a practitioner. It might simply be putting the to-do action to do whatever it is you're going to do <laughs> on your calendar or to-do list. But my point is take the first step. Don't give up and don't beat yourself up if you hit a little bump in the road, but just get back to it and make it a priority. Okay, friend, you will find the show notes for this episode, including links to resources and related episodes at edityourlifeshow.com. As ever, I would love to hear your thoughts and questions. Come say hello on Instagram or Facebook at edityourlifeshow or send an email to edityourlifeshow at gmail.com. I would also be grateful if you would drop Edit Your Life a review on Apple Podcasts or tell a pod-loving friend about the show. 
Thanks for listening and take good care. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. 